Welcome back to another podcast of Easy Does It. I'm your host, Zach Barden. With Ethan Wise. Welcome back to another episode. Today's topic, the NBA. We're going to be talking about the Lakers. Are they a playoff team? We're going to be talking a little about the Celtics and what is going on in Boston. And also, our choices for MVP. So, let's get right into it. Lakers are currently the 10th in the West with a 29-30 and 30 record. Do you see them getting into the playoffs? I think they'll end up being a 7th seed. Um, Who would you have at the 8? The Clippers will stick the 8. Or the Spurs. I think the Clippers might get knocked down. The Spurs will drop to the 8 and the Lakers will go to the se- the 7. I think it go. I think the, I think the Warriors have locked in the one. Even though they're only one game ahead of the Nuggets, I see them finishing strong. You know, they they tend to pull it together towards the end of the season. They all have playoff experience, obviously. But Draymond did go down. But still, they think about it. You one All Star is down. They still have four more. I think yeah. they're locking in the one. Although, are you are you surprised with the Nuggets at all? At the two seed? Um, not surprised. Just like, just think about their offensive team. They have Gary Harris. They have Jokic. Jokic. And Murray. Uh, Murray, like they have, they have two great shooters in Murray and. Yeah, I feel like they're Harris. still. I feel like they don't get the attention they deserve still. You know, like, coming out of a tough Western Conference, Thunder are having a great year, Rockets, James Harden, an MVP contender, and they're still winning games, you know? I think I think they'll surprise a lot of people in the playoffs, you know? They're not known for their great playoff experience. Another one is the, the Trailblazers. Yeah, the Blazers. At the four seed. I don't know if they hang on to that. My playoff picture, I got to go Warriors at the one, Nuggets at the two, Thunder at the three. I think that's all locked in. I got to go Rockets finishing strong and crawling up to the four. Uh, I think the Blazers drop to the five. Jazz will probably stick at the six. Yeah, I have the Jazz at the six. Spurs, I'm not sure. I mean, I trust Pop. But I think... I trust Pop and DeMar DeRozan. True. I still think... I think the Lakers get in at an 8. I don't see them going any higher than the 8. I don't think the Clippers will be able to adjust with losing Tobias Harris quick enough. 22 games left in the season. And Bobin. Bobin was... Yeah, he, he held down the bench. But I don't know. I think maybe it can scrape together enough wins, maybe go up to the seven, and then Spurs get knocked out and the Lakers get in. I think that's that. That's my playoff picture right there. I think with the Spurs, like I, th- I really think you can't go against Pop. Like you have maybe one of the best scorers in the NBA. Really, you. I say DeMar is one of the best shooters. He's a top five scorer. Top five scorer? All right, top five scorers, I have to go James Harden, number one, Kevin Durant, number two, 
Steph Curry number three. Giannis number four. I can't, I can't say Giannis is Embiid, a sh- no, Embiid number five. I can't say Giannis is a a scorer. I think he's he just can't dominant. Shoot. He can't shoot. You don't have to shoot to score. You can you can dunk like he does. You can drive to the lane. I think he's a scorer. I mean, you don't you don't look at him and think, oh yeah, he's like a scoring specialist. He's you athletic. Know, you think, he's not a scorer. Russell Westbrook athletic, he not a shoot. scorer. He can shoot. Russell Westbrook shooting like. Thirty percent from three. What's Giannis shooting? Three. He's not. Nah, he's improving. Like beginning of the year, he was shooting like six percent, and then it went up to like twenty. I think this month, the month of February, Giannis is shooting forty-two percent from the three. Because he stopped shooting the three. I need to pull up his stats real quick. I could be if I could score if I shot like six threes in one month. All right, his last couple games. 27 points, 30 points, 38 points, 33 points, 29, 29, 40, 43, my bad, 30, 37. He's a scorer. I think he's a top five scorer in the league. DeMar DeRozan. Now pull up DeMar DeRozan. DeMar DeRozan is averaging. thirty. He went 32, 23, 12, 23, 35. I think he's inconsistent but still a scorer he's averaging 21 points a game but there's a lot of guys averaging 21 points would you say he's the the Spurs number one option who else would be Aldridge Aldridge fell off I think Aldridge is consistent keep Lamarcus Aldridge in um, Aldridge is averaging 20 20. 20.7 DeMar is averaging 21 I think he's pretty solid. He he's he's a good big. Alright, so I think we kinda got away from it, but let's head back to the Lakers. You know, you you look at them, you think, alright, they have a great owner. Magic Johnson obviously knows the game very well. Um LeBron James, eight straight finals, one of the greatest players of all time. LeBron and they have a young core. In your top five, you did not put LeBron James as one of the best scorers. Not this season. I don't have LeBron. Exactly. So he's still. I think he's the best scorer in the league. In the league, no way. James Harden is the best scorer in the league this season. He's averaging thirty-six points a game. He had like a Le- month where he dropped like forty a game. LeBron, the most unguardable player in the NBA, can shoot the three, can bully people in the post. He can cover from one to five. That the. Covering one to five, that doesn't matter. We're talking he, about strictly scoring. I mean. Strictly scoring, James Harden is the best scorer in the league this season. You can't argue with someone who's averaging thirty six a game. Thirty six. LeBron is the best scorer, though. Not this season. He was injured. And I'm telling you, if LeBron guarded Harden, Harden would drop like ten points. That's that's LeBron's defense. We're talking about LeBron's pure scoring ability. Nobody can guard LeBron. But still, no one can guard James Harden either when he's dropping 36 points a game. Harden Harden can get locked up, though. He can be stopped. You can't stop LeBron. Think about it. You you don't guard LeBron outside, he's going to hit a three. You press up on him, he's going to beat you and dunk on you. 
if you try to guard James Harden, he's going to step back. Maybe travel. Tra- maybe travel, travel. But he's still going to score 36 points. You can't, you can't guard James Harden. That, I forget what month it was when he was averaging 40 a game. He was literally unstoppable. Month of January, I think. Yeah, I think it was January. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to discuss more about the Lakers, what they need to become a true finals contender. We're also going to get into the Eastern Conference and the playoff picture for them. And we're back, and the big question is, what player could make the Lakers the top playoff team? Um, I say they need a big, like... Um, Obviously, AD I think could make any team. Yeah, like I don't. I don't team. think you can say AD because like he's such a he would. Yeah, like that. That's any, just kind of like an obvious choice, and the Lakers haven't tried. I to think get a him. guy like Marcus who went to Toronto to make that program even stronger. Yeah, they're definitely a top playoff team right now. Or a guy like um, Al Horford, even. Yeah, I think. I'd have to agree with Horford, even though it'll never happen. It's just like, you know, he's a guy who's been in the league a while, a veteran, has some playoff experience. I think LeBron needs another vet alongside Rondo and a big, a big who can shoot the ball too. I think he would definitely impact the team. And he's been contributing a lot to Boston, even though Boston's been struggling a little bit. They've lost three in a row now, and they've dropped to the five seed. Ahead of them is the Bucks at the number one, Raptors at the number two, Pacers at the three, 76ers at the four. I, th- I think the, the East five. doesn't really do justice to, like, how good. Like, you see the West, and you're like, oh, the West's so much better. But, like, the East is not that. Yeah, I think, like, they're all kind of underrated teams. You know, the Pacers lost Oladipo, and they're still hanging on to the three spot. Like, the one, two, three, four, and five seed, the Bucks, the Raptors, Pacers, the Sixers, and the Celtics, they've all beaten each other. Like, Yeah, I think they would all do fine in the Western Conference, honestly. I can see any one of those teams beating the Blazers, Rockets, Jazz, Clippers, or Spurs. Like, you just don't see, like... Like, you go to the West, and you're just like, you see the Warriors, and you don't see the yeah, Trailblazers you, you beating like the Warriors. You think, like, super teams and all that. I think the East is more competitive in the sense that, like, you know, you're not expecting. It's not like the Warriors going to the finals every year. It's not like, oh, who can beat the Warriors? It's really like, you know, I can really see the Bucks taking the East. I can see the Raptors. I can see the Pacers, 76ers, Celtics. I can see any one of those top five seeds making it to the finals. How about the Nets in sixth? Yeah. Nets to the playoffs? I think so. I mean, <clears throat> D'Angelo Russell has been playing out of his mind lately. He's an all-star. He's young. I He's think not a Nets, real all-star, but... I mean, he got there. That's all that matters. Um, I think the Lakers are going to look back and wish that they held on to him because I think the Nets are going to build their team around him. You know, he's their... He's their guy. Another player that young. I think could fit in in L.A. for the Lakers would be a Garrett Allen from the – a Garrett Allen or like – a Garrett Allen or like a Hassan Whiteside. Yeah, Whiteside. I mean, he 
Whiteside does cost a lot of money. He is the highest played player on the Heat right now. It's not that hard to be highest paid on the Heat, though. Yeah. Um, all right, so the Cavaliers in 14th, second to last in the West. Does the Cavaliers being so bad help with LeBron's image? After being a finals team last year, then losing LeBron, and you see them second to last, does that I I think so, but LeBron? I feel like they lost more than just LeBron. Yeah, I did too. Seti Osman, who was a bench player last year, is now starting for them. Mm-hmm. Who, he's not terrible, but he's not he's not a scorer. He can put the ball in the basket, but I wouldn't call him a scorer. And then you get players like Colin Sexton, who I think I believe who will be very good in a couple of years. Yeah, I think I think this year's rookie class is gonna be one of those like O three draft classes, like one where you look back and you're like, wow, that was really good. You know, you got Luka Doncic who's already putting up really good numbers. I think he's gonna be rookie of the year. Uh Jaron Jackson, who got hurt but has been one of the defensive cores on the Grizzlies. Um, Michael Porter Jr. hasn't played a game yet, has a back injury, but he's been seen practicing, throwing down windmill dunks. How do you think he'll do in the NBA? I personally think he's the best player out of that draft. Based on his performance in college and high school, he is the best player in that draft class. So another interesting point to keep in mind is that Michael Porter Jr. is on the Nuggets, currently second in the West. How do you think he'll fit in with the team? Do you think he'll be like directly I think put in the lineup? Being, like, what is he, 6'11"? Michael Porter Jr., no, I think he's shorter than that. I think he's like 6'9 six, six, or something. Really? Um... Having, like, having like, a big man like that who's, like, a known scorer, I think will help them with having shooters like Gary Harris. and I think he'll – I don't think he'll be a starter in, like, will. his first couple seasons. Actually, I don't know because – They do need a big man like that. They do need a – I thought he was a guard, though, a forward. They don't really need a big. They have Jokic – but yeah, I, th- I think he'll blend in. You know, I think they just need someone with veteran experience, really, because I think that'll help in the playoffs. It's a very underrated element on a team because everything changes in playoffs. <clears throat> We're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be back with our predictions for this year's awards. All coming up next. So we're going to finish up with the awards for our prediction of the awards this year. Um, We'll start with Coach of the Year. Last year's Coach of the Year was Dwayne Casey. Um, This year's... This year, I'm thinking... Well, it's usually the player, I mean the team with like the best record. Not really. Majority of the time, that's like heavily factored into it. Um, So that's why I got to go with the Bucks. You know, because they didn't really... Didn't really change too much from last year. I honestly forget the Bucks coach's name. It's the guy they hired right after they fired Kid. But I think 
he's doing a good job over there. So that's who I have for uh, Coach of the Year. Most improved, who do you have? Um, Pascal Siakam from the Toronto. From Toronto, I think he's innovated his size and been able to push the ball, get to the hoop. I think he's the most improved player. I think Sabonis from the Pacers definitely makes a good case too, because he was a he was a big part of the team last year, and now they're doing even better with Oladipo's absence. And Oladipo was last year's most improved player, so I think the I think that's like important when you look at the Pacers. You see a lot of guys who are just really getting better every year. I think the reason you see the Pacers are so good is because you don't have the superstar aspect of like. Oh, I'm like the best. I need the ball. I need this. Yeah, I think you they have, all play very well. You together. have all you have players that can all play together. Yeah. Um. Other people for most improved. Obviously, a fan favorite is Derrick Rose. Everyone knows his story through injuries and scoring 50 points in a game this year. I think he's putting up like 19 points per game. He's definitely a candidate. Um. Another player who came off the injury and has been surprising Zach Levine on the Bulls he's been playing really well I think all those guys definitely but have I don't a think chance. he's really would be a most improved player because yeah he did have a pretty good season last year despite being injured but he's definitely had a big impact um sixth man last year it was Lou Williams year before it was Eric Gordon who do you have this year um What's his name from? Oh, I can't think of it. I can't even think of his name. Um, what team? I think he's plays for Sacramento. What I feel um, like you could argue a lot of people because, like, yeah, six man is definitely one of the. It's really a kind of pointless if I'm gonna. S- it is, it's like a tricky award, you know, because it's like, it's not the best player, because if they were the best player, they wouldn't be coming off the bench, you know, like. Yeah. It's it's an interesting award. It's kind of like the next guy up thing. Um, you could argue Terry Rozier. No, but then I feel like you can't, because Terry sometimes starts. Yeah. You gotta, like, I think I, you just got to look at the teams with the most depth. I think the Boston bench has the most depth in the NBA. We have they have Jalen Brown off the bench. They have Gordon Hayward off the bench. They have Terry Rozier off the bench. And I think I think that's what contributes to the Celtics' problems too. You know, like you look at Hayward, obviously someone who would be a starter on most teams. He was an All Star. Um, Jalen Brown, solid player. All these guys, you know, they all want to be like the main part of this. They really all want to be team. a scorer. Yeah, they all want to... I think they need to learn how to play together. And I think that's what's really um, contributing to the Celtics' problems. Obviously, Kyrie is upset with it. I think Kyrie came here because he knew he'd be the guaranteed number one option after having to play alongside LeBron. And we all know about their differences. But still, fifth in the West. Yeah, the they're East, still... In the East. That's That's what's special about them, like... Despite all their problems, they're still a good team. So, like, 
if they if they just figured it out, if everything clicked, I could see them easily taking down the Warriors in the finals. Um, That's my hot take. Rookie of the year. Last year, is Ben Simmons going back-to-back? <laughs> is Ben Simmons. Yeah, my, I have Ben Simmons taking it all. Um, all things aside, though, I think Luka Doncic has... I think you have. Let this. There's only two argu- two one arguable person, other than Luca, and I think it's Trey Young. Yeah, I think it really comes down to Trey Young and Luca now that Jaren's injured. But even even if, uh, I think Luka's Jackson. Like yeah, a, I think I think Luca was. Luca's kind of like a the front runner all along. Um. Then let's go defensive player of the year. Um, Kawhi. I'm not too hot on Kawhi. I have to. I think my top two that I'd narrow it down to: Paul George and Miles Turner. Miles th- Turner has been huge. Miles um, Turner's averaging three blocks a game, almost two point seven. Yeah, his rim protection is amazing. Uh, if you look at the numbers what? with the Pacers, they do they um, allow significantly less points when Miles Turner's in the game. He did have a brief injury. And uh, same goes with Paul George. Paul George. Best two-way player two in the point, league. 2.3 steals a game. Yeah, he's just, he's killing it. He's having a great year. If you look at the past years, 2018 was Gobert. 17 I think he got snubbed from the All-Star game. 17 with Draymond. 15 and 16 was Kawhi. And 14 with Joaquin Noah. Yeah, I think, like, obviously Kawhi's one of the best defensive players in the league, but... Like you know, it's almost like everyone knows that. You know, like yeah. this season, did did anyone predict Miles Turner getting three blocks a game? Like no, you know, I think it's more surprising. He's more talked about, and obviously he has more numbers that stand out. And same with Paul George, with his steals. So should we get to the one we really care about? Yeah, the most important one. MVP. I think Giannis, Harden, and Paul George are your three. Big contenders. Yeah, those are... I think it's definitely a lock for them. I don't see anyone else. With this... Like, with so little games left, I don't see anyone coming and replacing any of those top three. Yeah. Because um, you look at... You look at Giannis and the Bucks, right? That's the best player on the best team. Then you look at James Harden, who you're thinking best player, just like pure scoring ability and then you look at Paul George like most well-rounded two-way player and on a good team so you know it's like all different reasons which makes it hard to compare them against each other that leaves the question who is your MVP I think I think it'll go who is your MVP not who will win who will my opinion I'll go I'll go. Ye- All right, actually, no. If I were to pick, I'd say Harden. I think he's having an amazing season, one for the record books. But that doesn't necessarily mean I think he'll win. I think he deserves it the most. But since he won last year, they do tend to not give, you know, like so yeah, many for, like, good awards. Yeah, it's like it's like LeBron, Tom Brady, those kind of guys. Like we've talked about this before in an earlier podcast. But um, it's like when you win so many times, people like to see it mixed up. So even though I think last year 
uh, LeBron deserved to win. I yeah. think he got snubs and they gave it a Harden. Mr. Castle, how about you come into this conversation? I can't right now. Why not? Five. Who's your MVP? Uh, James Harden. James, James Harden. Harden. He is in an agreement with me. But I think Paul George is more deserving. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But I think James Harden's going to win. Alright. Uh, thank you. Thank you. I was our journalism teacher and guest speaker on the podcast, the Parker Castle. And her, his hot take, Harden. My hot take, screw everyone. Paul George is your MVP. I like that. Like, I want... I, I don't know. I have mixed feelings. Giannis is one of my favorite players in the league. I think Harden's been having an amazing season, but I also really like Paul George. I don't know. That's I'm not helping myself here. All right, I want... I want Paul George to win. I think Harden will win, though. Yeah, that, that's my final that. thing right there. I think Giannis has a bright, the, the brightest future in the league. I think he'll get one. No I doubt, think no doubt in my mind he year. gets one next year or the year after that. No doubt in my mind. You can mark my words. And with that, we'll wrap it up. And that's our show. Thanks for sticking with us. Once again, we're your hosts, Ethan Wise and Zach Barton. And have a good one. This is the only track. Man.